return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I believe we're already rejoicing. I believe we're already glad in it, gathered in the house of the Lord. Got an extra hour of sleep? Huh? <laughs> oh, thank God. How many are thankful for the Holy Spirit? Here he is. Where two or three gather, here I am. Here he is. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that you're here with us. Lord, we just thank you for your love, and we thank you that you've brought us into a rest, that we can rest in you, Lord. We can become everything you want us to be because of all that Jesus has done. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, that you're here with us, that you've endued us with power from on high. God, that we don't have to strive or work or walk on glass, but that we receive from your good hand all the good things that you have in store for us. And Father, I thank you for this congregation and that you've commanded a blessing on everyone. We bless you in return today. We return thanks. Let's thank the Lord for that blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing us indeed. You can't reverse it. You're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you can repent. Have you not said it? You will do it. Have you not spoken it? You will also bring it to pass. Thank you, Lord. Your word is coming to pass in our lives. Father, we pray for the children today, and we pray for all the teachers that are speaking the Word of God, Lord, that there's fresh oil today. Thank you, Lord, that out of our innermost being flows rivers of living water, and by this you are speaking of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, that you would be so good to us and put your Holy Spirit within us, that we are, we have ves we are vessels fit for the Master's use. And Lord, as the children hear the word today, we pray that they will be changed from glory to glory and that your word will change all of us in every Sunday school hour. Let's just stand up one more time and pray for the service. And Father, we're just all saying as a body that we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Would you all welcome the Holy Spirit? Welcome. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We're here to declare today that we will not quench you. With your help, Lord, we will allow you to flow in these Sunday school times, in the service, as we partake of communion, that we'll remember what you did for us, Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you every day for miracles. Thank you for miracles that have taken place. Thank you, Lord. You're so good and you're so kind. And that you touch us and you heal us up and you stitch us up and you repair us and you've made us whole. And thank you, Lord, that more of those good things are planned for, by you today for us. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the service today. We pray for everyone getting ready to come and that there's an anointing on them, and we just thank you for divine protection over them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your will shall be accomplished during this service this morning. And thank you for the service tonight with the Word of God preached with Deb Callsbeck. Lord, that we will never be the same. Your Word will not return void, but it is accomplishing good things today in our lives, all of our loved ones, in our children and in our children's children. Thank you, God. We pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with Acts verse chapter 1, verse 8, and that's what I want to start with today, the benefits of the Holy Spirit. Oh, how He has profited our lives, how He has benefited our lives by renewing us, that we've been regenerated. I look out here and I just see miracle, 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 and change lives, and testimony, testimony about the goodness of the Lord. And Acts 1-8 brings me back to a time in my life that I probably repeat often, but uh, a time in my life when I was a college student and I was so weak and a brand new baby just birthed into the kingdom of light. And, but I heard this verse, Acts 1 verse 8, and it changed my life forever. Sometime I'm going to stop and figure out how many years ago that was, maybe 40, 38, 40, somewhere in there. Close enough, right, Mama? <laughs> And uh, Jesus said, you shall receive, say it, power. He didn't say, you're going to be weak. You're going to be a weak Christian. No. He says, Jesus, red letter, you shall receive, say it, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Praise God, the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Praise God, the Holy Spirit has come in us. Praise God, the Holy Spirit flows through us. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. But he says, you shall, what's the next word? You shall, I'm sorry, I started over again. But you shall, say it. We don't work for it. We don't have to get good enough. (laughs) We just ask. You shall, let's say it together, receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and then of course, the fruit, the benefit of that is you're going to be my witnesses. All of a sudden, victory will take place in your lives. All of a sudden, those weak areas, all of a sudden, those, those bonds of sin, those chains of sin are broken through the power, through the blood. All of a sudden, the curse that was on our life and possibly on our uh, generations before us, all of a sudden, that curse is broken off of us. And it says, you shall be witnesses. So we're going to be, as it were, representing Jesus Christ. You will be witnesses unto me. And, of course, Jerusalem, that's a whole sermon right there. Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So, praise God, the word that struck me there, the first word that struck me there was receive. Because I don't know about you, but... Probably every day I have to resist getting into a works mentality and performance mode with our Father, you know? (laughs) And he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. 
So I want to speak about, of course, the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and conclude today with benefits of praying in the Spirit. Uh, these are Christian fundamentals. That with the fire starters, we're studying what would Jesus do and six different things. And we started with salvation, and then we've, um, we actually jumped over and we went over into healing. And, but now we're on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But these are fundamental principles that have to be repeated on a regular basis because of the generations behind us to hear. Like when I heard when I was 20 that I could speak in a new tongue. I was 20 or 21 years old, and I had never heard the phrase speaking in tongues growing up in the United States of America. Many of you are the same way, aren't you? Yeah, hands all over. So anyway, um, I'm just going to breeze through kind of an intro here, but just going back to Matthew 3.11, and John the Baptist, he said, he used that term, baptism in the Holy Spirit, John, or Matthew 3.11, and, excuse me, Jesus used it, and it says, John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in just a little while, not many days from now. Hallelujah. And the term, this is where we get the term, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I baptize you. It is John. I'm sorry. I don't have my whole... Uh, anyway. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, and, but he, Jesus, who comes after me, let's say he's mightier. He's mightier than I. I'm not even worthy to unlace his sandals. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with... Fire is a good thing. Fire warms us up. Fire purifies. Fire does a lot of wonderful things. And then in Luke 24, verse 49, before Jesus ascended, he appeared to the disciples and he said, he, talk, he spoke about the promise. He said, I've got a promise for you. Don't you love it when someone says, I promise, I promise you this. And you know that that one can be trusted. And he says, I will send the promise of my father. But he said, but wait. And he said, don't try to go anywhere without this power. Do not try to go and do my work and preach the word and preach the gospel until you've received this promise. And he said, wait in the city of Jerusalem. And here we go again. It, it ties in with Acts 1.8. It says, until you, let's say it together, be endued with power. Let's say that again. Until you be endued with power. Let's say it one more time. Until you be endued with power. So Jesus said that we're going to receive again a power that will come upon us and that we would be able then to go and represent him, that we would be able to go and do the very things that are, I think are listed later in that chapter. But he said, you know, go and uh, pray for the sick. He said, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, baptize everyone in my name. And, but he said, he's specifically saying, wait for my power. To, to try to do what Jesus says to do on our own is exhausting. <laughs> but to do it with his power is a lot of fun. There is a river, and out of that river flows streams. So anyway, um, Joel, this, in the Old Testament, the prophecy about this promise was in Joel 2.28. And it says, it shall come to pass. If it's come to pass in your life, just wave your hands to Jesus. 
it's come to pass. He says, I'm going to what? I'm going to say it. Pour. Pour. Just think of our generous God. I will pour out my spirit, it says, on just a few people. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And so the pro- this is the Old Testament promise that was fulfilled in the book of Acts. And the Holy Spirit was poured out, and they were assembled together. And because Jesus commanded them to assemble together, uh, Acts 1 verse 4. I'm really breezing over these, but these are just fundamental scriptures that... As born-again, spirit-filled believers, that we can share with other people and help them to see the truth, that they are not weak. No. God says we're filled with power. God says we have dunamis, fire, and ability within us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, our precious Harold Kornbaum said again and again, I think it's Romans 11 or Romans 8, 11, The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead has quickened our mortal bodies by his spirit. So he's he's in us. He's not far away. Um, It will come to pass, and my spirit will be poured out. Praise God, we're living in that day when the spirit has been poured out. Praise God, we're living in the day where the Holy Spirit is moving in our Sunday school classes right now. He's moving. It is his word. He will move today in our lives. And they were gathered together, Acts 1, verse 4, waiting for the promise of being baptized. And then over in the, uh, Acts chapter 2 is when it came to pass. The day of Pentecost was fully come, Acts 2, 1 through 4. And they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly, praise God for suddenly, it's in our lives. Suddenly, I remember when I got the phone call from my brother, Pastor Kevin, and suddenly the Holy Spirit came on his life at age 28. It was just like, all of a sudden, the day before that, he wasn't born again. But all of a sudden, that day, and I remember where I was standing, uh, we did not have cell phones then. I did not have a cordless phone. I had a phone that was attached to my kitchen wall. (laughs) How many remember? And it had, I thought I was just really up and coming because David got me this whatever 30-foot cord. <laughs> so, so I could walk around the house and talk on the phone. So Kevin called me, and really we didn't, you know, chat much back then. I mean, we always loved each other. But anyway, he called me, and he, uh, he, his voice was different. And I took that phone, and I walked around the kitchen wall like this, and I went over into our living room. Cindy, you remember that living room? And he goes, Jeannie, God found me. And I went like this, and I laid back, and I laid, I went prostrate on the floor, and it was a suddenly, the Holy Spirit, the eyes of their understanding were in light, and all of a sudden they could see him in all his glory, and they could see the price Jesus paid, and they could see the freedom that he has purchased. And so if we're praying for loved ones, too, just that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, that all of a sudden, suddenly, we will get a phone call. You will get a phone call. I'm going to get a phone call from my nephew in Arizona. I'm gonna, we're going to receive a phone call. You're going to receive a suddenly. And suddenly, 
your prayers are answered and it's manifest. The answer is manifest. So there came this sound from heaven. We just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're right here with us. Like a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house. His presence has filled the house. His presence has filled this room. He's everywhere. His presence has filled this house. Amen? So don't beat up on yourself. Don't go around saying what a, what a crummy Christian you are. No. <laughs> Just walk a little taller than you are and declare what God has done, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that he lives in us, he flows through us, that we are anointed. I remember getting that revelation driving down a street in Volga, South Dakota on Lincoln Lane, and all of a sudden, I knew that God anoints his people. And maybe I knew it a long time, like for you and you and you, but all of a sudden, I knew he anointed me. And I was shocked. <laughs> but we must agree with God that he anoints us with his Holy Spirit. And there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. And doesn't Acts, doesn't it say in the book of Acts, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You will be saved. You will be sozoed. Come on, you've been sozoed. You've been prospered. You've been healed. You've been delivered. You've been released from bondage. You're a brand new creature in Christ. The old has passed and the new has come. And then it doesn't just stop there. It says, and your house. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't have to go there, but I think it's Acts 16.3. Or 3.16. No, I think it's 16.3. But you, you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you are saved. You are sozoed. Yes, we're in a process. Yes, we're always growing, and we're always yielding to his glory. But it's in his presence we are changed. And, it, and the Bible says... It's from glory to glory. We see it in your lives. Maybe it's so much easier for us as pastors to see the glory, to see what God is doing in your lives, to see what God has planned and will do, and the uh, future, the bright future that he has for, for his people. Praise God. I'm just going to repeat again. Don't, you, we don't have to go there, but Acts 1.8, it says, you will receive power. Doesn't that just bring you a re relaxing, a rest to our souls? So there's this fine line, and uh, we talk about it a lot, but there's that fine line of receiving from God, but then going after the promises too. So, so um, that's for another day. But it says in verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 2 verse 4, and they began to speak with tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. I want to share uh, old, I don't know what paper this came out of, but some of the benefits of praying in tongues. And I just want to encourage everyone here that to, just to remember that you won't figure it out with your head. All you smart people, <laughs> don't try to figure it out with your head. <laughs> Let's just be childlike and for our children also to receive. And to be able to pray in the Spirit and pray in tongues. There's two different kinds of, of praying in the Spirit. There's the gift of the Holy Spirit that operates. Uh, it's listed in 1 Corinthians 
where it is a public tongue, you've heard it here, that kind of a tongue that is addressed as a public admonition or exhortation, whatever the uh, message God has for us there, must be interpreted because that is God's order. And, but the praying in the Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and praying in the Spirit, as we would call it, or praying in tongues, is for every believer. And so people get confused about that and think, well, I don't have that gift. But uh, not all of us would have the gift to declare a public tongue. But all of us, every Christian, if you study the Bible, it says that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so if you don't have a prayer language yet or just want, maybe you want a, a fresh infilling or maybe you want uh, to yield to the Holy Spirit and pray in another heavenly language, ask him. Isn't that what he talked about in the book of Luke? He said if a, a child, like a father, a natural father is asked by the children how much that, anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. They'll give him bread, and they won't give him a snake. How much more if we ask our Heavenly Father? Lord, just more and more. And Mama Perry often says, increase your life within us. Amen. Yield to the Holy Spirit. And pray in the Spirit. Uh, talk with each other much about the Lord. Walk in the Spirit. We will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We can walk in victory. We can yield to His ways. I remember being in Leavenworth, Kansas a while back, oh, probably a long time. Doug was still there, and maybe eight years ago. And, but anyway, um, asked the Lord for different tongues, and I didn't know it was the Baptist church. I'm not, you know, usually I'm trying to be sensitive to the, the atmosphere, the spiritual climate, but I didn't know it was a Baptist church. <laughs> and I did, I had a tongue, and I think you've heard Pastor Dave share this probably, but I spoke in this tongue, and later this man came up who just, not been wanting to come to church, but he came that day, and he said, oh, your wife's been to Japan. And Dave said, nope. <laughs> and he said, well, she spoke in Japanese, and I, I interpreted, I knew just what she said. I had no idea. So how fun. And anyway, he came back that night, and God just really spoke to him through that message. So it's not like we just have to have one prayer language. You might be start praying in some other language, you'll be like, wow, that's really different. But just keep yielding. See, out of your innermost being, didn't Jesus in the red letter say, will flow rivers? He said there's going to be refreshing. The benefits of tongues. Dr. Carl Peterson of ORU, Tulsa, Oklahoma, is a brain specialist. He was doing research on the relationship between the brain and praying. Or speaking in tongues. Let's all say speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Sometimes it's get, it gets weird just to say that. Let's say it again. Speaking in tongues. Okay, we want to speak in tongues. He discovered some amazing things. Through research and testing, Dr. Peterson found that as we pray in the Spirit, praise God, or we worship in the Spirit or in tongues, there is activity that begins in our brain. Hallelujah. As we engage our heavenly language, the brain system giving that system a 30, gives that system a 35 to 40 percent boost. Praise God for a boost. <laughs> 
This promotes healing within our bodies. Amazingly, this secretion is triggered from a part of the brain that has no other apparent activity in humans. Isn't God good? It appears that we don't use it enough. It's only activated by our spirit-led prayer and worship. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's continue to operate in the Holy Spirit and partake of the benefits of praying in tongues. Um, let me just cover a few of these benefits that tie in with these, uh, this medical revelation. Uh, praying in tongues. Every Christian can pray in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. We want our children to pray in tongues. I know I've told you about you know, our, our son, and before he spoke in tongues, but we'd be praying as a family and kneeling down. And maybe some of you are in a situation where that doesn't fit, but please don't feel bad because God, God's no respect to our persons. It's not like we're special or have something that everyone else doesn't have. But if you're praying alone, Jesus is with you. But Jesus said, or uh, my son said, Jesus, my son. Uh, <laughs> let's see. And he start, he, we were praying in tongues, and he'd go, putty, 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 putty. And he, that was his words until he got his own prayer language. So, and now our grandsons are doing that. But may I exhort you, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I am in the natural, I am the last thing is an, is an exhorter. I am like laid back, and I don't want to exhort or like, you know, prod someone like that, but by the Holy Spirit, I exhort, and I want to exhort everyone here to pray in the Spirit, if you have a spouse, to pray with your spouse, uh, to pray in, the, in tongues with your children, and what I was getting at, too, was pray in tongues with your grandchildren, <laughs> because now they're doing what my son did, <laughs> and they will know that you are a praying mom, and a praying dad, and a praying grandma, and a praying auntie. And, um, and I, I know you're already getting the phone calls, but pray in the Spirit. Um, it opens a gateway to the supernatural. We can't understand it. We cannot figure it out. Hebrews 6, verse 4 and 5 says, Those who have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. So we've tasted of heaven. It says that we have already here on earth had the opportunity to taste of heaven, and to taste of a supernatural experience. It's a gateway to heaven. We have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit. And isn't it neat that God says it's a good word? And we've tasted already. We know we discern between good and evil. Let's not be so caught up in this world, this five-sense world, that we would forget what's going on in the supernatural. Continue to discern. Continue to look into people's eyes. The eyes are the gateway, how does it say it, the, to the soul. Thank you. And so look into people's eyes. Read people today and find out if they're really fine when they say, yeah, I'm fine. No, let's partake, continue to partake. So praying in tongues opens a gateway to the supernatural. Praying in tongues results in spiritual edification. Do you get blue? Do you get down? Are you discouraged or to depre are, you, are you depressed? 1 Corinthians 14 says, people ask, well, how often should we pray in tongues? Jesus often answered a question with a question. So the question would be, how often do you need to be edified? 
And uh, it, praying in tongues results in spiritual edification. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Isn't it okay to get built up in your most holy faith? Jude 20 says, by praying in the Holy Ghost. Edification, one dictionary says it's a promotion of spiritual growth. So we won't, don't have time to get into the Greek there, but <clears throat> uh, just a couple words about what that means. is like you're charged up. Do you have to plug your cell phone in at night to get it recharged? Do you need that battery recharged? Well, that's one of the meanings of that edification. We need to get charged up when we pray in the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues also gives us direct connection to God. Amazing. Is that amazing? Direct connection to God, and we speak mysteries. Again, we're in 1 Corinthians 14, 14. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. When it says my spirit prays, the Amplified says my spirit, but it says by the Holy Spirit who's within me. We can't even pray without the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, we can't even breathe without the Holy Spirit. We can't even walk without the Holy Spirit. In him we live, we move, we have our being. When we pray in tongues, our spirit is in direct contact with God, who is a spirit. I'll just finish up on the benefits. Praying in tongues reminds us of the Holy Spirit's presence. John 14, 16 through 17, he said, I will pray the Father. <clears throat> and again, the words that are coming to me today are receive. Now this verse says, I will pray the Father. He will give you another comforter. He will give. Don't, don't try to work for it. I'm talking to myself. Don't try to clean up your life. To just to get this. Yes, we want to honor God as much as possible. But it is his grace. He will give you another comforter. He will abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. He hasn't left you. He's not mad at me. He wasn't mad at the disciples when the storm came and they were in the boat. And they got up and, and they said, Lord, why don't you do something? Have you, any of you ever said that? But God wasn't mad at them. Guess what? He got up and he, he calmed the storm. I'll give you comfort. Praying in tongues, when we pray in tongues, the benefit is we pray in line with God's perfect will. And we don't have time to put that up, but that's Romans 8, 26. When we pray in tongues, we stimulate our faith. Isn't that fun? Stimulate our faith, and that's Jude 20. I made reference to that. But you, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith when you pray in the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know every word I'm saying today to you, I'm saying to me first. I want to, uh, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. And I want to pray in tongues more and more and more and pray in the Spirit and build up our most holy faith. Praying in tongues gives us the ability to pray for the unknown. Um, and that, I'll give you uh, Ephesians 6.18 for that. Praying in tongues provides rest and refreshing. Isaiah 28. 
11 and 12, with stammering lips and an unknown tongue, he will speak to his people. And to whom he said, this is the rest. This is the refreshing. And I will cause the weary to rest. Praying in tongues is a great way to give thanks and praise. And that's back to 1 Corinthians 14. And um, that we can bless the Lord. And I'll just, how many, how many benefits was that? I guess that was nine. <laughs> and uh, so, so much more we could say. But Jesus said in Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Okay, well, I know you are blessed and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. If someone has not ever, as, as you would know it, like prayed in tongues or received a prayer language, just come and ask any number of us and we will pray with you. And you don't have to get at a certain level, level of holiness or something like that. If you want Jesus to baptize you, he will. He's so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.